This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. You, yes you, are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I'm your host, Shut Your Trap, a.k.a. Chris Freebus. Joining me as always, my co-host, Jared Morgan. G'day, Chris. I am suffering from a late night last night because I went... A late night like, you know, too much too much downing of the pints or... Uh... So, if only. <laughs> no, not where I live because I have to actually get home from the pub <clears throat> to North Lakes, but... No, I went to the reunion last night, my 20-year high school reunion, Ah, um, which was quite interesting. <laughs> a place to go see people that you have not talked to in 20 years and suddenly discover that, hey, they're not the same person that they were 20 years ago, or, oh, God, they're the same person they were 20 years ago. There was plenty of that going on, but there was also plenty of the other going on as well, which was kind of good to see. Yeah. Um, it won't mean anything to people um, listening because they don't know any of these people. But one of the guys actually ended up working for Weta, um, the guys who do Lord of the Rings or the graphics for Lord of the Rings and Lord of the various Rings, other things. And working on Avatar and uh, yeah, one of the premier uh, effects houses these days in New Zealand. Um, and he's apparently working on um, Guardians of the Galaxy two at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's very interesting. It's good to see he made it for himself, which is great. So, yeah, that was just an interesting highlight from it all. I find it interesting. I, uh, you know, throughout the years, various people from my high school have um, connected with me via Facebook. Mm. And, you know, when you first get there inter- you start doing that interaction or whatever, it's very hard to separate, you know, this is the person, the person that you used to know versus the person that you're seeing all these postings on. Yeah. And... At, at some point, I finally realized, I kind of went, I need to quit treating these people the way I remembered them because they're not that person at all. I need to accept them for who they are now. And uh, and then the, the scary part on that is some of the people that you realize who they are now and you go, how was I friends with them back then? What happened to them? How yeah. do I wanna, can, I, can I uninvite that friendship? Because I'm a little weirded out by this person now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's... Uh... People do change, and uh, I, I went there, sort of giving everyone the benefit of the doubt, and um, which was always the right way to go when you go to some, something that you haven't seen anyone for for like twenty years. Um, but yeah, overall, I was pretty happy with our alumni for that year. I think we all did pretty well. Um, found out a bit of information about one of my mates who I completely lost contact with, um, uh, sort of shortly before I got. Um, before I met Kim and uh, he's sort of going back to school um, I think at the time school really wasn't the right thing for him so he's going to do that all now which is good I'm glad to hear he's sort of getting back on things again I, I think everybody would be surprised by how many people the you know whether it was, it was either that case or just the opposite where it's like they were all about school and stuff and then college happened yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and went off the rails. Yeah. <clears throat> suddenly it was like, screw that. I'm having fun. And that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, now and then, time and time, we get uh, various communications via Twitter. 
um, you know, people just kind of pointing us at stuff or making a vague comment. Um, mm. But we've started to get now and then the occasional email. And uh, we then like to respond to that email. Yeah, we do. Uh, sometimes via writing. Sometimes we bring it up here on the show. Uh, just in case you want to drop us an email, that's blah, 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 at gmail.com. Uh, just so you know, I'm usually the one that opens it first. Yeah. <laughs> and I then if I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jared may or may not. Usually he notices it if I uh, respond and then uh, kind of carbon copy him into it. But anyway, we love hearing from people. And the, this one that we just got uh, recently I thought was kind of kind of rather amusing. <laughs> and I'm too. So yeah, we got an email from uh, uh, Corey. And Corey writes, I would assume you both have played the real Doctor Who table. The sounds are exactly the same. I play one on a location a lot couple of days a week for the last three years. Jared, in my opinion, you have way more knowledge about these pins, but continually just agree with whatever Chris says, as it should be, Jared. Um, <laughs> saying that y'all will play the regenerate more than the original is nonsense. Um, there's a couple of things uh, we're going to dissect there for a moment. Um, yes, I do absolutely agree. Jared has more knowledge about pinball than I do. Um, I'm the guy that goes, well, there's that ramp thingy, and then Jared will bust out the technical term for what it actually is called. And 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 we're perfectly happy to uh, to let Jared have that uh, that cherry on top of the Sunday, yeah. um, but I'm more of the don't you? Well, as I as I put it in my email response back to him uh, for anybody that's watching South Park this year, uh, I'm more of the member berries guy. Oh, member roller games? Yeah, that was really great. Remember that theme song? Awesome. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> but no, my, my 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 expertise is definitely more in the uh, the film and TV, and I can you know there there I can get nice and technical with you if you'd like. But Jared never lets me go technical on movies and TV. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or if he not, does, not he puts it in I, the back room. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, I go yeah, it was straight in the back room. <laughs> the credits. Yeah, Jared's like, wait a second, not pinball? What? We're gonna put that to the test yep. in, uh, in just a tiny bit there, Jared. Though, so yeah. um, <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting post edit this one. <laughs> the other thing is, um, since uh, that last podcast where we were mentioning Doctor Who and all that, you know, what we'd play more, I've actually put in quite a few games of Doctor Who, yeah. and I definitely am enjoying the table much more. Um, once you get the hang of the flow and and get off of having to catch the ball every time. Um, I realized that that's kind of essential to the table itself, uh, just by how the scoring is. That it's it's combo, 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 combo. There's if you catch the ball, then the combos run out. So yeah, they do. They they tell me out quite quickly. It's all about that the loop ramp. Um, oh it's, yeah, it's pretty much the shot to take in a game. Yeah, and uh, as for regenerated, although it's now called Masters of Time, so I got to get got to get that in my head. Um, yeah. I, I still. They called it that, but I guess it's sort of better than regenerated. It doesn't really say anything. So yeah, must it doesn't really say anything. And based off of the little picture with all the uh, all the uh, enemies um, that they were displaying, uh, you know, I mean, I, I can see it making sense for a, yeah, for a title of Masters of Time. I mean, like I said, regenerated. You, I don't know. It's, it's six to one, half dozen of the other, so I'm not too uh, too concerned about that. But like I said, if it plays the same as Doctor Who does, but has way better audio, 
then no, I seriously, I probably will play that more. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> it all depends on how they've, the thing that I've been withholding my judgment on um, until I actually get my hands on it is I'm concerned about audio in this. Um, I, I don't feel personally that Farsight has a good handle on um, audio, like uncreated audio. They do a pretty good job. They do the best they can. But if they're creating audio from scratch, um, I am dubious uh, from the outset about how that's going to sound. But, Based on why? Well, I'm listening to all the, like the, the theme song reworks and stuff that they have to do for the game. And you know the the new pinball wizard and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I guess it's okay, but that's just one song. That out of probably what would be, if you think about a a pinball game, the amount of different music tracks that are in a pinball game, they're gonna have to really pull out their A game if they're gonna sell the theme convincingly, because a lot of the like the modern day pinball machines that like need to carry a theme really do so in music. And I'm not saying for a minute that, you know, system, not system 11 or system 12 MIDI music is wonderful on the ear, but it was in the original Doctor Who game. It actually conveyed a certain theme to the game. Um, but why couldn't so, they just, why couldn't they just take the actual audio from the show? Well, they could. Um, I, I have a feeling that's what they're going to do. I think BBC I probably so. went, here, here's a whole bunch of files. Have fun. Um, yeah. Which makes me think it's cool that each doctor, you know, when you select your doctor, if they use the theme song from that uh, particular doctor, uh, it'll actually have its own sort of light motif mm -hmm. for each doctor, which would be pretty yep. cool. That I would be a way be. of doing it. I think that would be pretty cool all the way. Um, yeah. It'll I'll be really interesting to see what they what they come up with. Uh, I do know that it's not coming out this month, folks. <laughs> no, or, right. well, I shouldn't, say, I shouldn't say this month. Um, well, yeah, at the end of the month when we get Bone Busters, we're not getting Doctor Who. It's going to be a little bit longer than that. Uh, yeah. Which again, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm fine with that. I'm, I want. Uh, this is my case with everything the Far Side does. Take your time to get it right. Yeah. Don't don't rush it out just so that we have it. Um, because then yeah. we complain, and I'd rather have it uh, be awesome. Um, takes the same approach to releasing tables. When it's yeah. done, it gets released. Um, this one isn't really one of those ones that you have to have the DLC pressure to release it every month. It's no. it's ready when it's ready. Um, and yeah, you know, people will argue probably right now when they're listening to the podcast that, oh, well, they said this in the Kickstarter, um, you know, briefing for it. And I said, yeah, since when has anybody ever delivered to the Kickstarter um, estimations that they put on the um, on their little spiel. It never really it's happens. Unless they're a big company and they get like, you know, um, they, they have a previous experience with doing it. Like something like Pebble, um, you get the smartwatch um, people. They're pretty good, um, but they're still running behind in over their estimations. So if they can't get it right, then, you know, <laughs> what do you expect? So, Jared, here comes your your moment where you're going to go. Oh, I'm going to move that, but I want you to to ride with me on this, okay? Okay. I, uh, trust me, <clears throat> I'll get around to pinball. Okay. So, last week, as we were heading out, 
I mentioned that uh, I was going to be watching the new Ghostbusters movie. And both of us just kind of went, eh, it's probably kind of okay, whatever. You know, who yeah. cares? Yeah. You're right. So I went ahead and watched it in the 2D version. And let's just put it this way. I have a copy of it now in front of me. Ooh, That's how brilliant it was. <laughs> wow. Okay. Very interesting. Um, so regardless of how good the movie was or not, I found the movie to be enjoyable. I didn't think it was fantastic. And basically my point with that is that the original Ghostbusters surprised us, you might say. Um, mm. Just with the with the silliness, you never knew. You know, it had the comedy, it had the horror, then it had, uh, you know, the terror dogs, but they were being created out of, you know, kooky accountant and, you know, Zool in the refrigerator. And then you got the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I mean, it was such a, you know, surprises at every turn. And that's yeah. what made it what it was. Now, when you watch it today, obviously it doesn't have those surprises anymore, but you get that fond memory feel, right? So yeah. watching the new movie, it doesn't have any of the surprises because it can't. We already know what to expect. So yeah, what you right. really, what I really kind of base it on is, well, is it as enjoyable as if I watched the original Ghostbusters? And for that, with that first viewing that I had, I'd say, you know what? It did its job. Yeah, it wasn't, it, it wasn't half bad at all. And it, it's nice little light touches to kind of say hello, you know, nods and winks to the original. But it also created its own uh, uh, version of the story. The funny thing was, is my son kept on going, well, where does this fit in the timeline? Where's this? I'm like, just ignore the previous movies. It's its own It's like they never happened. Thing. Yeah, it's, a, it's, right. it's, the ultimate, it's the mustached ultimate reality right. <laughs> like they have in South Park. I'll also say it's way better than Ghostbusters 2. Oh, <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um, See, that, know, there was my first introduction to Ghostbusters, you know. I'd never um, seen the first one. Okay. And then I right into the franchise when I was about 10 or 11 into um, Ghostbusters 2. And so it scared the crap out of me then. Um, no, where where it became an instant buy for me was the presentation. And uh. what the presentation, uh, I'd heard that this was supposedly a really, and I again mentioned this last time, there was a really awesome 3D movie. Mm. Well, so it's letterboxed 240. So widescreen, you got the black bars top and bottom. Yep. But every time it went to go do something 3D, the images would break past the black bars. Oh. And really sell that this was a 3D moment. And I thought that was so cool watching it at home, not in 3D, just in 2D, because it gave you that pseudo effect. And you understood oh. you understood what it was going for. And it right. was that's cool. All throughout the movie. It wasn't just like a scene here, or a scene there. It was just all over the place. And I was so blown away by that presentation. Um, it reminded me a lot of times when they're advertising the 3D movies coming out in the movies, they'll sometimes do that very effect in the uh, commercial. Okay. But obviously, they're not going to do that in the movie theater. Well, it turns yeah. out that they actually did that effect also in the movie theater if you're watching on an IMAX screen. Oh, the really? Reason, the reason for that is... If you're watching on true IMAX, not Limax as I call it, but true IMAX, <laughs> where you got one of these uh, six-story tall screens, yeah. they don't have curtains. Oh. So when they air a regular movie on that screen... It's letterbox by default. It's letterbox by default, although you don't notice letterboxing because you're in a completely dark theater. But yeah. then what would happen was in these moments, it would break and fill up the entire six-story screen. 
So oh, that's really cool that they yeah. Think about so it's got to be awesome. That I mean, and it blows me away. They did not advertise that in the least. I would have totally made an effort to go see you know something like that yeah. if the 3D was that good. Because how often most of the 3D it's all 3D conversions and. Yeah. Very rarely is it stuff coming out of the screen at you because everybody goes, oh, that's a cheap gimmick. Yeah. But there are certain movies where the cheap gimmick is going to work out perfectly. Yeah, exactly. You kind of want that cheap gimmicky thrill. It's like, yeah, poke something in my eye, please. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's so really, That's ingenious in the way that they actually made it go outside the frame because it's like uh, this is almost like 3D when it's not 3D. So you could watch it and still get the idea, the concept of what they were trying to do with the 3D, but not have to wear glasses. And for those that really uh, are still scratching their head, uh, I'll give you one frame of reference that maybe you've seen or not. If you've seen either of the uh, Despicable Me movies or the Minions movie, during the end credits, they do that very thing. Now, that's a movie that was normally a 185 uh, or 16 by 9 movie, and then all of a sudden they did fake letterboxing and did that exact same trick because it really enhances the, that, that pop of what's coming out at you. Um, so that'd be your, your best idea of what it was. So I got the movie home, I, knowing that it's just going to be full-on full, full on demo material. Mm. And, Reference uh, movie. I, threw it on. I have to add it to the list, mate. <laughs> I, th- I threw it on and uh, put it in 3D, and holy crap, is that good 3D. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. It is, it is fantastic fantastic looking on your TV. And I'm watching it in broad daylight, which usually doesn't play very well uh-huh. to 3D. So I'm sure if I when I watch it at night and turn off all the lights, it's going to be just Amazing. phenomenal looking. Yeah. So here's where, I, here's where I swing it back around to pinball, if, in case you were wondering. Uh-huh. The very I presentation <laughs> of this movie sold me on it to the point that I ignored what the actual movie was and it was all about, holy crap, this is what you show people. When they come over to my house and they go, oh, you got a 3D TV? That's the movie I'm throwing in. That's what I'm going yep. to, to go, look at how awesome this is, right? Yeah, right. Farsight. Take notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you put forth a UI, when you put forth a head-to-head, when you put forth anything new, knock our socks off. We yeah. want to show this off. We want to go check this out and have people go, holy crap, I need that now, regardless of what it is. Now, yeah. you can somewhat do that with showing somebody an actual table. Though You do it on your mobile. So unfortunately, yeah. without the dynamic lighting, it doesn't get as much of a, a wow factor. Um, I did happen to show somebody uh, just the other day, Adam's family, they had no clue what the program was, but I knew that if you're going to show off any table to an adult, you know you might as well show off Adam's family because you know that they're going to probably have that in their memory banks as having seen it in real life. And so I showed it, and, and I got the appropriate, oh, wow, that's awesome. Are you kidding me? Um, but I didn't work my way through the, <laughs> through the opening screen and, and everything. I was like, I had it already loaded up for them to see. Yeah. And so it's... With anything new that we get, please take your time. Make it get right because right now we're still having issues with the head-to-head and turns out that it was one of those things where internally at the studio they were having no problems and they couldn't figure out why we were all having problems and it's like, well, play with us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get outside, actually physically go outside your office, connect it to 4G and then have a go 
Well, and don't <laughs> see how great it is. Studio, connect with us players, and then you'll see what we're all saying. You know, if if, exactly. if we keep on complaining okay. about it, that's where you're going to have it. So, fortunately, it turns out that uh, Stephen, who I think is heading up the head-to-head uh, thing, uh, after I made that suggestion on the forum, he has connected with a couple of people and played head-to-head. Now he actually has a database with which to figure out what the heck was going on and, and making things wrong. Right. Um, so it's it's just one of those things where I go, why is everything being done in your little bubble? You know, step outside that bubble and uh, you know, come to where the real people are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep, you got to do it. You've <laughs> that's the I see it all the time when software development, like where I work, where I've worked previously. If you don't actually physically talk to your user and interact with your user, you're just going to miss it. It's gonna. You're just not gonna get it when you're developing software. You actually physically have to go and test like a u- user would test in a real world setting. Not, yeah. Yep. You got to. And this is the hard thing. I know that when on Android they first trialed a very very early head to head. Like this is about a year and a half ago now. I think um, they were having all sorts of trouble with um, 4G and 3G back then. Um, and they just couldn't get it working right over mobile networks. It was the mobile networks that was just causing no end of trouble trying to get the um, the handshake when you actually join up together, right? They just yeah. couldn't get it working. And, you know, they kind of had an inkling that it was like that. But until we actually started trying to connect and trying to start up sessions, they just went, no, we can't even remotely release this even as an alpha because it just fundamentally does not work. But it sounds like... It sounds like they're kind of still there. So, Jared, something else that uh, I'd mentioned last time was about uh, getting my restore files back up and running. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're having all that trouble with um, Steam game restores, right? It was just a trip. Exactly. So then uh, Sven uh, came in, and Sven is joining us now. Say hello, Sven. Hi. Howdy. Um, So... Sven came to my rescue, and I gave him, I ceded control of my computer to him, which, uh, you know, could have been a dangerous thing. He didn't go snooping around files or that I know of. Yeah, you, you haven't seen what I have done in the background. Right, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's massive amounts of malware now installed on my computer. Yeah. Um, anyway, he, uh, he mucked around and, lo and behold, restored all of my wizard goal. Stuff. Like magic. <laughs> like magic. And I watched it happen on my screen, and I had no clue what the hell he was doing. Um, so then I went and I went to go play Pimble Arcade after I verified, oh, yeah, the, I've got all my wizard goals back. That's great. Went and I started playing Doctor Who because I was like, oh, good, finally now I can collect goals on this. And noticed there was something funky about the high scores. Oh. Okay. Wherein on every single table... All my high scores had been overwritten, and there was new high scores in there. But uh, this is basically what the fifth place high score was on everything. 314 quadrillion, 885 trillion, 530 billion, 817 million, 690,000. Also small. So that, that was on Big Shot as well. Oh, yeah. Well, no, no, no. On certain games, it couldn't go quite that high. It was trying to use the exact same numbers. Um, so instead of being quadrillion, it might have just been trillion or billion. But point oh, being, okay. 
uh, not even Terrick Remotely would be possible. able to have uh, <laughs> knocked those scores off. Yeah, right. So I got hold of uh, Sven again and was like, you want to take another crack at this? And Sven <laughs> did. <laughs> so, Sven, why don't you uh, tell everybody about what you, uh, how you managed to save my hundreds of hours of playing? <laughs> yeah, well, um, first of all, um, what, what we need to understand when, when we talk about uh, Steam uh, cloud saves is um, the purpose of it, uh, of course, is uh, when you have a, a save in the cloud, you install your computer new or you com uh, install TPA on a second device, like on a, on a laptop. It's supposed to um, pull uh, the cloud save and um, take that as your actual save. When you play on the laptop, uh, you get a new high score. It gets transferred in the cloud. When you uh, go back to the PC, you see that uh, high score again, and so on. That's Which is what, what we were saying <clears throat> happens with every other game and should yeah. be happening in TPA. Yeah, that, that's yeah. What, what you would expect. And now now you have the surprise when, when, when it comes to TPA. Because TPA uh, doesn't take any advantage of the, of the cloud save, it's uh, therefore no purpose at all at the moment, to be honest. Um, so what, what's happening? Uh, once you install TPA new on um, uh, on a machine, um, it will create a local to be synchronized file, which is basically having only uh, the the standard. Uh, high scores and um, only uh, the uh, no no uh, wizard goals, no standard goals, um, and takes that as to be synchronized. So then you launch uh, TPA, and TPA looks at the cloud, sees okay, there's a save. I have a local save. The local save is newer. Oh well, what do I do? I take the local save, which has basically nothing in it, copy it to the cloud, and then. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And then so it's date stamp. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's date stamp. Uh, and it creates a, a date stamped uh, file um, without checking uh, whether there is already a cloud save available. So that's what uh, happened to Chris and to myself in the past as well. So I uh -huh. had quite some. And quite a few other experience. people based off of the uh, Steam postings regarding oh, yeah. this. Yeah, there's a Steam post from, I think, January 2015, uh, which is sticky. Uh, so uh, Farsight must know about it already for, for a long time. I can confirm they know about it, and they know about that very thread, because when I contacted Farsight and asked for help regarding this problem, they went, here, look at this. And they, <laughs> they sent me the link straight to that Steam thread, which I had already looked at. And it's kind of confusing as to what to do. Um, it's not yeah, exactly. It, it, it's uh, more uh, uh, if you want to um, play on two uh, separate machines, uh, if you want to synchronize between uh, a PC and a laptop, uh, that's more the purpose of, of this uh, thread. Um, Less but, about restoring your progress from a complete restore. Yeah. Uh, the, the problem with, with that is. Uh, once you you uh, have installed uh, everything uh, and everything is gone, uh, yeah, then uh, it doesn't help you. Um, right. So yeah. So uh, the important thing is um, uh, TPA uses two safe locations. 
One is um, in, in the um, local users um, path, uh, in, in users, my game, something like that, where you have all the settings uh, and so on. And you have a high score file there, but uh, it doesn't uh, seem to be used. And then you have the, the standard um, Steam um, save, uh, which is in the Steam folder, and then user data, and the user ID of your Steam account, and then 238260, um, which is uh, basically uh, the ID of uh, the Pinball Arcade. And okay. there, there you have um, a file and a folder. A file um, that is um, called Remote Cache uh, VDF. This file is um, basically saying which file is going to, or which files are going to be synchronized. And uh, this file also has timestamps in it, timestamps in Unix format, which uh, okay. you are probably quite uh, familiar with. And yeah. um, so uh, in, in the uh, folder, which is called remote, is the actual file which is going to be synced. And what you need to do is uh, you need to convince Steam that your local file is newer than the one uh, in the cloud. So yeah. if, you have, if you have a backup, like uh, Chris fortunately had, um, you need to manipulate uh, the last change date to oh, the recent right. date. Yeah. So just an easy, just an easy. Let's just manipulate a date string to get the system to think that the files are, you know, <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah, nice yeah, and easy. Yeah, and and, and um, uh, I thought, and and that's where where the high score problem uh, of, of for Chris uh, came. Uh, I thought it would be easy. Just open the file uh, with an editor, save it, and and uh, you will have a last um, uh, latest change date. Um, of the current time, um, but this is a binary binary file by the looks of it. And uh, once you open it in, in the editor, something messes up um, with uh, with the numbers, and uh, therefore you can't do it. So you need uh, some kind of software uh, which uh, you are able uh, with which you are able to um, change uh, the uh, last changed file date. Uh, I know in, in Linux, it's a, it's a bit easier. You can, I think, use a, a command named touch, I think, yeah. um, wh where you can just um, update uh, the file date. But that's not, as far as I know, not possible in Windows. Uh, but there is a software, um, and I explain later, um, there's a guide for, for it uh, I've written up uh, where you can see that all. So what what you need to do is, uh, you change this file, which is called PBA, PRG dot, uh, dot dat, dat, and um, then uh, you know, uh, need to go back to the um, remote cache file and set uh, the Unix time to the file date. So um, you need to translate first your uh, the file date. Um, uh, from from your standard time to the Unix time, and which is important, uh, the, the Unix time is uh, UTC time zone. So so you, it's quite a few steps to to get uh, the the correct timestamp uh, into that. 
um, but it's uh, all explained step by step in, in the guide I wrote up in, uh, in the TPA fan forum. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna post that guide in the show notes. Uh, Jared, yeah. I don't know what his uh, plan might be. He might even copy it over as, as he's done with his um, Android guide. <laughs> he could also yeah. possibly uh, transfer that over. But it's over in the uh, Pinball Arcade fans uh, forum. It's under PC, and it is titled. Uh, guide high score and goals back up and restore in TPA. It's also sticky, so it's right there at the top. Um, mm. Yeah, I'll be so reading that been, definitely in the show notes. Yeah, so then it's a good been, read through it. It's good stuff. Yeah, he's he's put all sorts of graphics and uh, made it a very visual guide, uh, which is way better than what the uh, trying to interpret what Steam was doing. Um, I mean, it's a guide that I, me being a non-techie when it comes to the computer. Um, I would even be able to follow this guide. So it's uh, definitely good stuff. And hopefully, Sven has already uh, reached out to Farsight and uh, pointed this out and let them know. Uh, hopefully, this guide won't be necessary for too much longer and they can just do a quick fix and make it so that the cloud is what is looked at first with Steam and not the local file. Hmm. Yeah, that yeah. would be the right way of doing it. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I hope I hope this can be unstickied very soon. Yes. Um, and um, but um, well, I don't hold my breath for it. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Right. In the in the meantime, we should also I'm I'm imagining maybe go to that Steam thread and go, hey, look at this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we should probably put a redirect on it, or at least a link to that one because it's much yeah, better. Yeah, I, I already did. Good. Boom. See. So that yeah, like someone that. else had, had, a, had a problem and he couldn't fix it with, with this guide. And I said, oh, well, let's try, try this one. There are several guides um, to do that. And um, this one is um, what I have written up is one where, uh, when you have a file available, uh, but you don't have a second live install, which is still working. Right. Uh, if, you, if you have... Um, a PC and want to transfer to, to a notebook, you can go a different way, but I, I don't need to explain that now. This is more yeah. the, the emergency rescue, I would say. Yeah, that's um, right. The most important thing is uh, back up your data. So, um, you know, backup is uh, something um, uh, what you probably only think about when it's too late, like birth yeah. control. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Always, always well, back up your data. Here, and here's the problem, because unfortunately, Pinball Arcade doesn't save where all your other Steam files save. So, yeah. real quickly, where are the two files that you need to go and save, just so that people can quickly get to those? Okay, the, the files are in the Steam folder, where, where the Steam games are installed. Um, so, usually it's um, uh, C... Uh, program files x86 uh, and then Steam and then a subfolder user data and then you have the user ID and um, this if, if you only have one user uh, that's just one folder uh, just copy that whole sorry just copy that whole folder and then you'll be done with you know and then you you need to go to uh, the 238260, which is um, the, the pinball arcade. Uh, if you uh, 
copy everything and in the user ID folder you have the backups of all games. Ah, and, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, I love my, how my, they numerically number. It. Sorry, I I love it how it's like a, a numeric file name and folder name instead of something human readable. It makes it really <laughs> yeah. easy to find. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, good on your Steam. We're not robots. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the thing is, you're not supposed to look at it. Right, you shouldn't have to. Right? If it's programmed properly, you would never have to look at it. Yeah, so, that's a valid point. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, this is also a part of the guide. Uh, the first part uh, of the guide is uh, uh, talking about the backup, where you have to go to uh, to backup your files, um, how uh, to find out uh, your Steam ID, um, which you need uh, um, if you have several IDs, uh, so you find the right one. Uh, everything is there, and if you have any further questions, don't hesitate uh, to write in in the thread. Uh, I'm happy to answer anything or, or give even uh, life assistance because um, it's. I know it's a pain in the ass if you lose um, the progress of maybe 200, 300 hours playtime yeah. or more. That's a really bad time. A really bad time. <laughs> <laughs> that one right there. Thank, mate. Thank you for taking the time to write this up. And yeah, no problem. In in the process, have a. The thing like that, this type of documentation tends to have a one-to-many effect. If one person does it, there's going to benefit so many people um, yeah. when they run into the same problem, which they invariably will, because you know on Windows you have to rebuild fairly regularly. So um, you know it's uh, yeah, it's absolutely. going to be good. It's going to be very absolutely. good. All right, Sven. Uh, thanks for stopping in again. Always appreciate hearing from you, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. See you later, Sven. Bye. So I also ran into another strange issue that I never was uh, privy to before, Jared. Um, mm. Recently, I got uh, Pinball Arcade fully on iOS. Oh, yeah. And yes. uh, so I was all like, yay, checking everything out. And uh -huh. then I was like, I need to add friends. Well, it turns out that when Apple upgraded to iOS 10 on all their phones and mobile, got rid of Game Center, or at least Game right. Center as you can access. Now Game Center is only accessible via the game that you are playing. Right. So, so it's embedded inside the game rather than like How an, an do I add friends to Pinball Arcade now? Mm, you're asking the wrong guy. I um, know I am. So I'm putting this out to our listeners. If you know how to add friends in iOS 10 through I don't know through what method. Um, how do you go about doing that? Because I looked all throughout the game. I couldn't see anything that was, you know, how to add friends in the app. Um, it didn't look like a, there was anything of that nature. And on the actual Pimble Arcade fans, or not Pimble Arcade fans, Pimble Arcade website, uh, you have the ability to enter names, but then it kind of, I guess, eliminates everything else. I'm not sure if that's where you need to enter in a name and that, I, I don't know, it's really kind of odd. It's, it suddenly has become a thing that I think Farsight may just need to program it in. Uh, yeah. Because like the, yeah. the game still and, connects to Game Center. It still connects to it, but I'm not able to add or contact anybody. 
Yeah, because there's now no longer any interface. <laughs> the Correct. interface is all supposed to be catered for in-game now. Yeah. So, folks, if you know how to do that, please contact us, gmail, or not gmail.com, <laughs> contact us, blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com, or uh, hit me up on Twitter, at shutyourtraps. I'd really love to uh, love to know how to add some people, because right now my leaderboards, if I click friends, it's very lonely, because I'm the only one there. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, it's it's not really that easy to add new people to leaderboards on Android either. I have I had to actually guide people through how to like mark me as a friend in um, Google Play games, uh, and it's far from intuitive. Like it, you can't do it in game, and at least we actually have a management app in Google that allows us to do it, but it's all tied into Google plus. So you have to go into Google plus and add them to a circle and then they have to add you to a circle. And then, um, only then will they show up in your leaderboards. Yeah. It's, wow. It's really, really hard to do. You can't even do it in the app. You, you can't say, Hey, I found a person, add them to my network. You have to sort of do some sort of crazy business on them to, to get it to work. And who knows, maybe that's one of those things with uh, as Farsight builds head-to-head that it becomes, oh, did you like playing with that person? Add them. But I don't know. Um, it just seems like we yeah. should be able to just add whoever we want to add right away. And again, when it was the Game see. Center, you were able to do that. But I don't have Game and Center again, anymore. This, is, this goes back to linking all this functionality. Like, stop relying on third-party frameworks. Put it through the Farsight login. Yep. And be done with it. Like, this yep. is just... I'm thinking back to how, again, I'm using Butterscotch again as a reference point here because they do it really well with their Butterscotch ID system. And it's easy to discover people that you want to discover. It's easy to join them. It's all done in the app. It's all done with a controlled interface that Butterscotch like implement into all their apps. They have total control over the ecosystem. It just makes it easy. They should just start thinking about doing that. Okay, and last bit of business today, Jared. Uh, this is something I've thought about, and uh, I think about it only in one place, and that's while sitting on the commode in a public restroom. All right. Okay, so, that's a very interesting place to think about it. What are you thinking about? Or do we need to know? Okay, <laughs> so here's, here's, here's my question to you. You're in a public restroom. You walk in. You go and use the, the sit-down toilet and uh, make a rather large noise. As yeah. somebody else walks in, do you <laughs> yeah. sit in the stall until that person leaves so they do not know who you are? Do you <laughs> finish before they are finished if they went into a stall so that, again, they do not know who you are? Do you just go, I don't care, and leave? And you know, <laughs> if they see you, they see you. And then the flip side is, if you walk in and you hear somebody doing that kind of business, do you try and exit before they <laughs> leave? Do you... <laughs> I'm just curious to know, what is the proper etiquette on this situation, or does anybody really even care? Because me well, personally, I'm of the nature of, I don't want to see that person because I'll think differently of them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, there's certainly, it's, it's probably not so much of a problem in a public toilet, but in a work toilet, it's yes, that's what I'm talking a, about. A problem. Yeah, if you're, <laughs> if you're in a, <laughs> a work stall and someone is firing off in the cubicle <laughs> next to you, um, you just go, oh boy, uh, what do I do? Do I download a fart generator on my phone and make them feel a little bit less sort of embarrassed about it by, <laughs> by blasting off a couple of fake farts and just, you know, <laughs> help you along? I usually, if I'm 
if I'm the one in the toilet first and I hear someone like firing them off, usually what I do is I wait until the person leaves or if I see they're setting up camp in there, I usually take the initiative and, um, and step away and just like yeah, be, be the guy that actually leaves first and then they can leave. Otherwise, it's a stalemate. You can stay in there all day. <laughs> I, there's there's been times when I have uh, uh, heard people finishing up at the exact same time as I'm finishing up, and, and there's a race, pause, and it's a race, and and it's wait, who's gonna go? Who's gonna? And it's kind of like a traffic stop. You know, when you're at a four way stop sign, yes, and uh, you know, who's, who's gonna go first? And all of a sudden, you'll hear this, you know, real quick shuffling of the of the the you know the belt. Yeah. And then if the other person hasn't moved, they'll, they'll, they'll burst out and then you know, hang back. But then you'll, like, you'll open the door and also they'll become eerily quiet and wait for you to wash your hands and leave. And then, <laughs> then presumably they left. But it, it, it always makes me kind of laugh when I'm, uh, when I'm in the bathroom because it's one the, of those um, things. <laughs> it is one of those things. This is, uh, it's in some of the public places that we have there, they've done toilets in the way that they're not, you don't actually go into a room. It's just like a row. It's like this building. And then it's a row in the unisex toilets and you just, whatever, whatever hopper becomes available first, that's the one you use. And I think in some ways those ones are better because there's no sort of confined space that you're in. You don't have to, it's like each hopper is its own separate little room. So it doesn't matter. I think the, the, the feeling of like, uh, the, the, the toilet obligation to you know, <laughs> <laughs> let people escape um, unseen doesn't matter because each door is separate. You don't know who's firing off from where. So it's just like, oh, yeah, whatever. It takes all the stress out of it. <laughs> and that's the last place you want to be stressed at. You don't okay. want to be stressed out in there. <laughs> on, on that nice and filthy note, we're going to end this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're going to toot off now. And, uh, <laughs> yes, we're, we're off to go uh, fart around and do some business. Um, yeah. Thank you one and all for listening. We certainly enjoy uh, providing content for you to download and listen to. Um, we didn't give out Jared's tweet uh, handle because, you know, why would you want to talk to him? Oh, maybe you do. He's at Jared Morgs. Be sure to follow us at Blockade. That is where all of our pinball nonsense goes. That is also where we post, hey, if you want to uh, stop in and chat while we're uh, recording this, uh, we get uh, people logging in and posting messages for us to laugh at and uh, try not to lose our concentration. Unfortunately, I was losing my concentration a wee bit today. Um, yeah. And that's because... So come on, troll us. Yeah, troll yeah. us. Totally <laughs> come and troll us while recording. It makes for a fun session. It makes my life hell when I try to post producer. It's going to be a great fun. <laughs> all right. Well, we will see you all again uh, next week, and thanks for listening. Sayonara. WizardAmusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening, play some pinball. The interesting part for me with any of this releasing is, I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> something, something, you, something. You, I was expecting you to keep on talking, Jared, as I was gathering my thoughts, and then it just like went straight out the window. There, oh, your, so it's, your, all, it's all my fault, is it? All right. Your fault. There's your end qu- credits uh, <laughs> a bit. <laughs>